Good morning, podcast listeners. This is the Ed Franklin.No Limits podcast. This is my second season. This is episode one. And funny enough, oh, first of all, you can contact me at edfranklin.no limits at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate those of you that have been listening. I appreciate you sharing my podcast. I appreciate you, period. Um, so today I'm starting off with a very challenging. To me, it's challenging anyway, a very challenging episode on expectations. The reason I say that's uh, complicated or challenging is because the more I've thought about this and what I'm going to talk about, there's so many pieces to expectations. So many times we have expectations and for ourselves, for our teachers, for our parents, for our kids, and they have expectations for us, for our spouses, things like that. And lying in bed last night for two hours thinking about this podcast. This is the third opportunity I've had to do this. I did two yesterday and they were horrible. So, and the reason is, and I'm probably going to jump around a little bit today, is expectations are very complicated. Um, we all have expectations of things, of people, of ourselves, and they're not always very clear. And I think it's a huge. I think it's one of the most important things in life, whether your business a relationship, no matter what kind of relationships, expectations are important. Yesterday, I started off telling this long story about how I met my wife, but really the crux of our relationship was built on four years of discussing expectations. Now, we didn't necessarily use that word expectations all the time, but since we had come off of uh, divorces, both of us, and we had children that we were, uh, I was a single dad, she was a single mom, we had to make sure that if we were going to have a long-term relationship, that our kids were the main priority for each of us. Generally, I would tell a couple, and I'm not a marriage counselor by any means, um, but I've done it a couple times, as you know, so uh, I have some, you know, I've learned some things. If I was, if if it was my kids and it was, you know, my, one of my daughters marrying a guy and they asked me for advice, I would say, you really need to have, take care of your relationship and your kids will be fine. When you enter a relationship, when you already have kids, the kids have to be the highest priority because just because that's just kind of the way my wife and I felt. And I truly feel like my wife and I have the best relationship of anybody I know, right? I know people with great relationships. I just feel like my wife and I are very synced up on expectations on what my responsibilities are, what hers are, and they change over years. I mean, there's, you know, when you have kids at different ages, different responsibilities go to different parents. And um, we were very synchronized on what we felt and how we were going to raise kids. But when, um, you know, I think that a lot of us, when we get into a relationship of any kind, whether it's work or school or whatever, we do the first mistake we make is we don't, we don't talk about expectations. We don't ask that person what they're expecting of us. And I think the biggest danger is that we don't, we don't know what our expectations of ourselves are. Right. So um, I don't think, I think for a few things, somebody said to me once, you know, your expectations are really too high for me. And I said, I don't think your, your expectations for yourself are too low. So let's kind of dig into this. And like I said, I'll probably be jumping around a little bit because this is a tricky, tricky subject. And I think their expectations are consistently 
um, misunderstood. My first job, for instance, um, I think the, the only expectations I was really aware of is that I had to be on time. I had to be dressed a certain way. Um, they taught me skills, things I had to do. And they're talking about a courtesy clerk at a grocery store, not a very important job, but my first job, nevertheless. And um, I think as I, as I got better at looking around to see what was going on and I wanted to get promoted, then there was a new set of expectations as I got promoted. And um, they, it just, it's just something that's changing all the time and we don't discuss it. And what will happen, I've seen in relationships where uh, a guy and a gal will get married or they're in a long-term relationship or what have you. And a lot of times the individuals in that relationship, well, they think that that other person's going to change, right? That's a big one. I think, no offense, ladies, but I think a lot of women, when they get married, they think their guy is going to change. They're going to start, you know, being more responsible or doing what, and I'm not sure that's always the case. And I'm not sure that the, the gal girl in this case has 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 told the guy what those expectations are going to be in four years five years when they have kids when they buy a house when they do things like that now some people go through life they never have to have this discussed i think it's probably the number one reason for divorce when you really get down to it is that expectations have either changed or not changed never were discussed and you have people going in different directions just my opinion. Um, let's talk about sales for a second. I think that salesmen make huge mistakes, uh, and I've been guilty of this too. We go out and we're making a call. We've been doing selling the same product for a long time, and all of a sudden, um, we're we stop telling people what we do because because we think they know, right? We think they know what we sell. All the, all the items we sell and this and that. When I was in the moving company, I sold several different products related to moving. But I would find myself talking to a customer, expecting them to know what I did instead of explaining, instead of telling my story, instead of explaining what the product and and not telling that customer what's what they can expect of me. Um, I think that's a, that's a big mistake. You know, when you sit down and you're trying to explain value to somebody, I think it's important for you to say, look, this is what you can expect from my company, right? This is where your added value comes in. We're going to work with you on this. We're going to contact you this often. We're going to do these things. And of course, then you have to follow up. So like I said, expectations, they drive so much of our behavior in positive and negative ways. And that, like I said, that could be your parents, spouses, friends, children, bosses, leaders. You know, what do we expect from leaders? Something that COVID kind of brought on and maybe a little bit before that is when we buy something, okay? So the other day I bought a phone case on my phone. I went on the phone, typed in, went to Amazon, uh, bought this phone case. It uh, was supposed to be there the next day and it didn't come. And I wouldn't say I got irritated, but I got irritated, right? Because I was expecting it, expecting it to be there the next day and it didn't come until the following day. Now, didn't change the course of the world, didn't knock the earth off its axis or anything, but We've, we've come to this point, especially with Amazon and Walmart, the other places that we order things, we're expecting them to get there so quickly. And if you think back 20, 30 years when I was a kid and we had to buy something, we had to go to a store. A lot of you guys haven't been to a store in a long time. And you had to find what you were looking for. 
buy it, take it home or whatever. Or if you did order it, it was, it was a long time. I mean, you didn't get it in a day or two. You got it in three or four weeks. But COVID and just our society in general now, we just have really high expectations of vendors. Okay, We want everything right away. Um, if you've been paying attention at all to the economy, you find now that there are a lot of items that are back ordered. Um, prices have gone way up. It's causing havoc in the, uh, and especially in my business, in the uh, promotional item business, because of things China's done and because of shipping and all these costs and everything. People, when I go to get something printed for somebody now to brand them, um, we have their expectations are like Amazon, where they're going to get it the next day or two, but that's just not the case. You know, we have artwork to do. We have proofs to send out and make sure they agree with that. And it definitely, there's times when I'm, uh, you know, I have to explain to a customer, look, this isn't like Amazon. This is, I don't say that to them, but I have to infer that this is not like what you're ordering online every day. This is, um, uh, you know, this takes, there's a process here. So, you know, I was a manager at a very young age. And like I said, I'd never had sat down with a boss. They would just say, look, Ed, you're doing a good job. We're going to promote you into this situation. And, and uh, no one ever sat down and really told me what I had to do. I can't, I mean, I had an idea, of course, that I had to have this particular job done. But no one ever really sat down and said, you know, we expect you to do this, and this, and this, and this time frame and all that. Because, I mean, there's really times where you could be going to get a job. And if you, would sat, if you had sat down with that boss, owner, whoever, or human resources person, and really got the lowdown on what the job's going to take, you might not take the job. We really need to understand what's expected of us when we're going to any situation, like I said. Um, I want to talk a minute about the Peter principle, and this kind of is very related, and most of you probably just, your eyes probably just rolled in the back of your head because you don't know what that is. But I'd say that's more like a 70s, 80s term, and what the Peter principle is, it's when you promote somebody into uh, in an organization to their level of incompetence. So quick explanation, you have a really good um, a really good delivery driver, let's say, in your company, and they're just doing a bang up job and they're always on time and they're responsible. And they, you know, they just do a van tag. They're great with customers and everything. And you say, you know what, man, you're doing such a great job. We want to reward you. So we're going to promote you as to a manager, right? We want you to oversee 20 people now and oversee their schedules, help with payroll, make sure you manage time clocks and things like that. And we take this person that was very good at what they did put them into a management position, and now they're not as good as they were in that other position, right? Uh, it's a very different personality type if, when you're managing people, very different responsibilities. Some people transition to it, goes great. I felt like I was good at, you know, if you were going to promote me into management, I could handle that. I'd read books. I'd do whatever I had to learn how to do it. But um, at the same time, uh, what would happen is we promote this person and now they get into this job and they're not good at it. So what's the next step? You replace them, you get rid of them. So here, this is a great employee that was doing everything you wanted them to do. You reward them by promoting into a level of their incompetence. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just what they're not good at. It'd be like me, you know, asking me to engineer a building. It's just not going to, the building's going to fall down. I'm just not, that's just not my gig. I just don't do that. I'm more of a salesperson, public relations type guy that would go out and talk to people. 
I'm not that design type person. This happens in relationships too. You take a couple that's dating and they have, you know, they go to school and they have a job and they see each other when they can and they have a blast and they go out on dates and this and that. And sometimes they take that relationship to the next level and maybe one of those two people aren't very good at that relationship, that constant day to day to day. Um, I don't have to tell you that living with somebody is a little more difficult than just dating them and having your own place to live. My wife and I never lived together during the four years we were dating. Um, and, you know, we still manage these kids. Uh, it's a long story how that worked out, but it did. It did work out. And, you know, I was I, the last thing I wanted to do was get married again after I you know, didn't do so well at it. But like I said, after, after those long discussions, those expectation talks, those, you know, what would you do in this situation? You need to take care of your kids in this situation. I'll take care of my kids in this situation. I knew that that was going to be a good, it's going to be a good relationship. Um, so I guess my first advice is take some time before you get into a marriage or any relationship and ask those questions. I've always been good at, if I go to an interview, I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm asking about the culture of the company. I'm asking about. Um, longevity, how long has the average person been at your, you know, in your employee and things like that? Because those are all important questions. Um, I am um, going to lose my mind here. You know, we have, it's funny when I was talking to somebody the other day about job descriptions and how, you know, you know you're going to Indeed and there's all these, and there's a sales manager job, for instance, and what it lists is, you know, you're going to, you need to improve sales by this much and you have this many people to watch over and you have this to do and that to do and that to do, but they never really explain or then no one ever talks about how that's going to be done. Um, in, there's been a lot of jobs I've taken in sales where these guys, you know, a company will bring you on. It's going to sales. When you start a new sales job, it takes a while, especially if you're in a new industry to build those relationships, to get those, you know, to, find out what people's expectations are of you and this and that. And generally a company wants you to go the second day you're there, they want you to sell 10 gazillion dollars worth of stuff. And it just doesn't work that way. And when you tell a potential employer that they don't like that answer, right? They want things right out of the gate. They want you to be selling. I mean, this is even before you know any of the customers or the types of customers, things like that. And that's where those, those, where those expectations need to be um, applied or talked about. If I took a new job on and someone said, look, we expect new sales in two weeks, you know, 99% of the time, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, I love, I've talked about this before, how I love meeting people because I know, um, I know that you know something that you can teach me and I, I love something about you. And so many times, you know, we get into these, we have these, people have these expectations of us. Parents are a great example. My mom, um, when she remarried after my dad passed away, my mom married a guy that worked for the post office. And my mom says, you know what, Ed, you should really get, go work, work for the post office. You know, it's good retirement. It's easy hours. You get all the holidays off. You get great benefits, this and that. And I'm like, mom, this is just not for me. That's not, you know, her expectations and out of love, she wanted me to be, have a nice steady life. Um, just her expectations of what I needed to do in my life were completely off. 
Now I was older at the time when she talked to me about this. So it wasn't, I was going to do what I was going to do anyway, but I know that there's a lot of younger people out there that their expectations, their parents have expectations of them and they'll go along with it for a while. But I almost guarantee you in every situation, if you listen to other people's expectations and you try to fall into those expectations uh, and they're not your expectations, you're going to have, there's going to be a problem with your relationship. Um, this is why I talk about, you know, getting back to um, uh, finding out what you love in life, finding out what you are going to be good at. You know, they always say, if you love what you're doing, it's not work. That's true. But let's get back to this Peter principle just for a second. Um, it's, it's, I guess you have to really be sure, especially in a relationship, let's talk about marriage for a second. Not like I said, this is not necessarily the direction I want to go, but it's pretty relatable because everybody knows somebody who's married. And I'm fortunately somebody who's divorced. Um, I think sometimes when I know when I got married the first time, I was not really ready to get married. Um, I had people say, hey, you got cold feet, you got this and that. But I really wasn't ready for that lifetime uh, commitment. I was young. Uh, my wife, you know, my future wife was young. Once we got married, we had kids almost right away, I had my daughter almost right away. And it was... Um, it was challenging. I mean, I didn't know what to do, no directions with the baby, none of that stuff. I have some friends that are going through that right now, a friend that's going through. It's Sean from our last podcast. You didn't hear him talk about that. So you really need to, you know, you really need to have those expectations in your mind of what it's going to be like. And that's where it comes, that's where it's handy to have somebody that's been in a long time relationship or been at a job for a long time to be able to sit down and kind of talk about, you know, what is expected of you at a job relationship or anything like that. Like I said, I know I'm jumping around a lot and I'm probably not making a lot of sense. And I, I just, I thought this was going to be a lot easier to talk about, but it's very, it's very, um, because all of us run into it on a, I say, I, I swear to God, on like an hourly basis, we run into what we expect. You know, you're driving down the road and you're expecting the person not to cut you off and they do. And um, it's just one of those things we always have to be aware about, especially, especially in those relationships. Like I said, we have to discuss things. You know, I, when I was growing up, I would assume that my parents had expectations that I would go to school every day and I would do well in school and this and that. And I guess I had expectations of them. I would never have sat down and asked them. Uh, I figured if I ate and I had a place to sleep and I had a place to take a shower or whatever, I guess they fulfilled my expectations. Didn't have a lot of expectations when I was a kid. But as you get older, um, you know, you do. You run into these things and these relationships. So um, I got a question for you. Who believes that the expectations you set for yourself are high enough? Um, I got up and I worked out. This, actually, I'll tell you a funny story. I got a call at 537 from Sean, the trainer from my last um, uh podcast he's 5 37 a.m he calls me up yelling at me basically having fun saying why aren't you here why aren't you up I wasn't supposed to be there by the way but um, I was up I just didn't want to talk to him at that point so um, and he has another friend of mine was there saying hello you know in the background but you know what's funny is I I had promised myself I expected myself to get up and work out and that was a good he pushed me to get up and work out so I did this morning and I can tell you when you 
you know, I have super high expectations for myself. I have them because I have people counting on me to do things. Um, I want to continue to look good, I guess, in life. I mean, I'm 59 years old. I want to, you know, I want that 25 year old body. Not sure if that's going to happen. Well, it's got to happen because I want it to happen. And um, I think a lot of people don't expect a lot from themselves, which leads to not taking action on things they want, leads to not getting up and doing that workout, leads to not reading that book, leads to a lot of things that are not negatives, okay? If you have high expectations for yourself and you set a good plan and you have, and you have, a, um, and you have uh, goals and things like that and you write them down, that's where your expectations come in. When we have friends that have no expectations for themselves or other people, they're disappointed a lot, or maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe that's the secret to happiness. If you have no expectations and nothing happens, maybe that's, maybe that's the best thing. I don't think that, but um, uh, anyway. So, you know, I'm looking at some notes I had from a speech I'm putting together, and I said, um, and I don't want to read this thing verbatim, but I'm just trying to get some more ideas of where to go with this, this conversation. And I guess at this point, this would have been a good topic to have with a guest because we could have bounced stuff off of each other. And we may do that. We may get a guest to talk about this and fix some of this rambling I'm doing right now. But like I said, if we're, if we're going to be organic about this podcast, you're going to get what you get today. And it's going to be no editing and all that. But I, one of the questions I wanted to ask, I said, let's get started by asking all of you a question by a show of hands, who has come this far in life with no struggles or hurdles? Now, obviously, that's a silly question because everybody's had hurdles. Everybody's had struggles. Everybody's had to get over some things. And, um, and like I said, that word expectation sneaks into this thing again uh, because, because those expectations that we had of what was going to happen maybe didn't happen right and that could be our expectations or the other person or anybody for christ's sake i mean it could be just life you expect things to happen in life that just just don't happen all the time um i know this is uh this is kind of weird i, I told you i laid in bed last night trying to figure out what i, I could say today and uh Again, this is the third time, third run I did at this, so I'm just going to keep going um, for just a little bit because I think. Listen, I, I would offer this up to you too. If you have, if you hear me struggling here and you want to offer some advice or some input to this, you can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, and you know, give me some feedback on this. I know. This is the beginning of my first, my second season. And I said, um, I said in part of the speech, I talk about this because many times I've had struggles in my life and the common denominator for those problems were the undiscussed expectations of all people involved. We didn't, we didn't sit down and say, Hey, what do you expect from me out of this? You know, where this happens a lot now that I'm starting to get on a roll again is in uh, nonprofit situations. So I belong, I have belonged to several different nonprofits and do now belong to one with the Knights of Columbus. And I, I do a lot of things at the Knights of Columbus. I tend to take care of their marketing now. We have a big annual dinner coming up. 
And I'll, what happens in, in these nonprofit situations is the leader of the organization a lot of times will look for the people that are doing the most work, right? And they'll go to those people to ask for more. Can you do this? Can you do that? I expect, you know, when you get into a nonprofit, they should be explaining what they expect from you because, um, uh, you know, we expect guys to come to meetings. We expect this, we expect that. We get so caught up in just getting a member, a new member. So our numbers look good or there's more people that we forget to tell people what to expect. Look, it doesn't matter if you have a hundred members, if 25 are doing nothing, then 75 members is plenty. Right. I mean, it's just because there's more numbers doesn't mean it's a better organization. It's the action that those those 75 people can take. I think statistically, when you're when you have a nonprofit, about 80 percent, maybe 90 percent of the people don't do shit. Right. They, they might come by once in a while and do something. And there's always that base. Um, and that's a that's a statistic. And I when I was running the Knights of Columbus, I used to tell people, you know, we don't have to be that way. We can have 80 percent of the people doing doing a lot of the work instead of, you know, because the more people that do work, the less work there's going to be be done. So I know that kind of went off sidetrack, but like I said, you know, this podcast is all about helping people. It's about bringing up su subjects, whether they're difficult or easy to talk about or whatever. It's all about helping you. It's all about helping me. It's about, it's all about us discussing these things and trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to navigate life. As I said before, there's going to be problems in life. You're going to have struggles. You're going to come up against things that aren't easy to take care of. You know, it seems that everybody has a plan out there. You can go on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and Instagram, and everybody can tell you exactly what to do. But the, the reality of the matter is your life is different than everybody else's. You're unique. You're, you know, the way you handle things, the people you, you're around, um, you've got to decide. I, I just cracks me up with all these sales gurus that tell you the things not to do. Well, some of it's like no shit not to do it. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't go in and, you know, be rude to a customer, but the positive things, the things that you're doing on a daily basis, if they're working for you, then keep doing those things. Don't worry about what other people are saying. Could you get more sales? Everybody could have more sales. Everybody could have better relationships. Everybody could be better at things. And that's what we're trying to navigate through here. That's why I try to bring up this subject today. It's a complicated subject to talk about, especially on my own. And I'm finding that out as I try to navigate this podcast today. But um, I, there's another sentence in this that I wanted to put, put, like, put in. Let me be crystal clear about a few things. I do not claim to be an expert in the field of human behavior because I'm not. I just witnessed it firsthand at being in sales, having children, dealing with sports parents and PTAs and and all these different people that I can almost tell you what somebody's going to do at some situation, given the circumstances. I'm not always right, but you know, you start being able to judge how, what people are going to do. And I don't fault them for that. That's the way they, that was their environment they grew up in. That was what, however they handled things. Um, it's that uh, I know recently we had this thing that happened in Coronado with uh, Sam Squall or Orange Glen High School, whatever it was, I think it was Orange Glen. I can't remember where they threw the tortilla throwing thing and they're going back and forth. Now the parents of the students at Coronado are saying, Hey, you shouldn't have been so quick to judge. You should have, you know, discussed this more as far as the punishment goes and everything like that. And you could have handled it better. Well, yes, any organization like that could handle things better. And I think they were hasty in what they did. I think they, 
it was quick, right? It was quick to do whatever they did. Um, these are those times where you need to sit back <coughs> and think about who it's going to affect, right? The ramifications. I have this thing I tell people all the time, and and I know this has happened to all of you. Either someone says something to you or sends you an email and it's rude, right? You're just pissed and you sit down and you start typing, start banging away at the keys. And then I stop and I go, you know what? I get to think about this. And I walk away from the computer, take an hour, take a day, take a week, whatever, before I answer that person. Because that quick response is probably going to yield a bad response. Um, I don't mind telling people like it is, pissing them off, but I want to be, I want to make sure that I have done my best to think about it, right? It's, I'm not always right. I know you guys can't believe that, but I'm not always right. Um, we've had to do this with kids. Um, you know, they do something and I'm like, you know what, just, just go into your room for a little bit. Let me think about this before I make a quick judgment, you know, I've done this with multiple people in my life. It's that time. And this, that kind of goes back to that expectation. You know, what do you, you know, these two teams went out and played. They had a good game. It's a very close game. I think it was an overtime. They lost only by a basket or three points or something. And, you know, we expected our kids. We expected parents because I think there was a, an adult that brought these tortillas. And we don't expect them to act unruly or do something stupid like they were doing. Um, whether it was racially motivated or not, I guess it was some – it seemed to be some thing they used to do with this college that this kid was involved with or young man or young adult, whatever. And we, you know, and here's these expectations and people go out and do the wrong thing. And then the school district expected to do something really quick. Um, but the best, I think the best course of action, of course, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking here would have been to say, let's take a deep breath. Let's investigate this and find out what really happened. What, what was the intent what was the, um, and I, th I think it would have been, there would have been a different outcome, but now they're stuck in the middle of this thing and they're going to be arguing about it forever. It's, uh, it's just kind of a good lesson to look at that and step back and say, wow, let's see what's going to happen in this situation. But anyway, um, I, uh, you know, back to this difficult topic. And like I said, I'm kind of, I'm, Believe it or not, I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's so it's just so friggin important to make sure you know what's expected of you and what you expect of people. Right. Um, I I probably never told my children what I expected of them as kids. Right. I expected them to go to school, of course, and to get good grades and all that. And I'm not and I probably didn't do enough to help them succeed. Right. In a lot of situations. I think it, it was their responsibility to figure that out, but I also think it's a parent's responsibility to give them the tools. So um, it's funny, there's a, uh, my grandson is going to this orientation for two weeks at his new high school, and I'm excited about it because I think that they're gonna, it, from, what the, from what the format of the uh, orientation is, they're gonna give him some very good input on what um, to expect in high school. I have access to another, through a junior there that um, through my work that we hired as a, uh, as an intern that is going to be a senior at that school. And I'm going to meet, they're going to meet today so he can give him some 
kind of what's expected of you, what to expect, things like that. I think I'm doing more. I think I have an opportunity more for him than I did for my own kids. And some of my kids were very successful in high school. Some of them not so much. I was not a successful person in high school. All I wanted to do was work. So my whole goal in high school was to get out of high school. And when I did return back to college, I did fine. I did really good because it was what I wanted to do. So I went back just for that, um, uh, just for that reason, so I could succeed at something. But I was going to tell you, oh, so I was back to my wife and I, I know I'm jumping around like crazy. We went to, in order to get married in the Catholic church, we had to take these classes that were going to teach us how to be married, right? So we had already been married. Most of the time, these classes were people's first time marriage, their boyfriend, girlfriend, they're coming to to learn about some things. And they had this, uh, we joked about it because it was kind of patronizing the way they taught us what to do. And it was this thing where, um, uh, let's say the wife says, hey, you got my, you know, you overwatered my plants. And, and the man would say, so what you're telling me is that I put too much water on your plants. And it was just, it was just, just a circle of conversations that was, and it was, it was about expectations. If I was at patronizing my wife, she'd probably punch me, but, um, but it was, it was really, it was a good technique. It was just, it was just so gross. And after being married uh, for a few years, both of us to somebody else, we kind of know bullshit. It doesn't really work that way, but it was, it was, but it was based on a, on the right thing. I mean, they were trying to do exactly what I'm telling you is to talk about those expectations. And if I did something, tell me what I did. So I don't do it again. Now, um, you see a lot of memes and things like that. You know, when a woman says fine, she doesn't really mean fine, but that's just joking, but it's not always a joke guys. If you, if you listening to me, you guys know what's up. So anyway, I mean, I know that was a long-winded kind of jumping around, kind of confusing, probably didn't make sense. I hope it gives you some something to think about. Um, I'm going to have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to have, um, I'm going to talk to you about something else in just a second. We're going to have some great content. Um, I talked to a guy the other day that gave me two bits of advice that he learned from a podcast expert. First thing is 90% of all podcasts only last about five to seven months. So out of all these podcasts, you hear about that. If there's, I mean, hear about out there that there's like 80 million podcasts or something, 90% of those, we're going to be new podcasts in five to seven months because people don't stick to it. Where have we heard that before? You're working out, you know, goals you've set, things like that. Kind of gives you a fundamental basis that you got to stick to shit, right? You got to keep doing it. If you, um, Simon Sinek was on, I was listening to him the other day and he was talking about how people fall in love, how they, you know, how, when you start dating, um, the it grows and, you know, and you buy them, you know, you do this and you do that and you do that. And you have this expectation, uh, uh-huh, there's that word again, that in eight, 10, 12 months that you're going to be at a different level in your relationship working out. He talked about, if you go to the gym one day, come home, look in the mirror, nothing's changed. A week, you look in the mirror, nothing's changed. Six weeks, now you start seeing results, right? A year, so you got to have these, you know, you got to have these goals and have those expectations need to be down the road. They can't always be, it's going to happen overnight. Um, 
And, and another thing is to get on other people's podcasts. So if you know of anybody that would take a guest on their podcast, I'd be more than happy to do that. I mean, talk about any topic. I don't care. I just need to get out there and get more people listening to my podcast, listening to their podcast, being a guest on other podcasts. So edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, this could be the worst. <laughs> I don't know about that. This could be the worst podcast I ever did because I seemed so confused. But it's not that. It's just that as I, it seemed so simple to talk about, but it's such a complicated thing in life. Um, these expectations of, of, like I said, any relationship we get into, whether it's going to church, or school, or or work, or you know, personal relationship, kids, dogs. I mean, what do we expect from dogs when we get them? We expect them to do, you know. Of course, they don't know our expectations. But we have to understand that before we get a puppy or anything like that. So. Uh, it encompasses a lot of pieces of our life and it can make our life miserable and it, or it can make our life really joyful. So um, remember, edfranklin.nolimitspodcast. This is going to be out there. Uh, well, you already hear it. It's putting out today. Um, again, any recommendations, suggestions, edfranklin.nolimitsgmail.com. If you uh, want to follow me on YouTube, it'll be on my Facebook page. It'll be on my Spotify page. I'll put that YouTube channel on there so you can follow me. I'd appreciate it if you did. So you get, I'm on Apple. I'm on all those places I'm, I need to be. I'm getting help from all kinds of different places to get more recognition, get more um, exposure. And I, like I said, I really appreciate you listening. Um, I guess I'll have my stuff together a little bit more on the next one. I'm just going to pick something that's not so complicated because it, as I sat there and had two failed starts to this, to this um, podcast, it just seemed like it just, it just kept getting more complicated as I tried to explain it. But remember, are your expectations high enough for yourself? Actually, I'll give you three bullet points before I get out of here. Here's the thing. Um, oh, I had them somewhere. Here's your expectations, three things. Are they your expectations? Are they somebody else's expectations? Are your expectations high enough for yourself? That's a big deal. So I wanna start leaving you with this too. Um, I said this to a group, I was speaking to them and I said, you know, I think people are afraid to be great. And I wanna encourage you not to be afraid of that. We've talked about leaders. Are they born? Are they learned? We've talked about um, speakers. Are they born? Are they, you know, do they learn? Greatness is a bunch of little pieces. And we've talked about that before. And we'll talk about it again. Greatness is just those little things you're going to do. I believe in you. Don't be afraid to be great. Um, keep asking yourself, what if? What if I did this? What would it lead to? Expect a lot. Understand the expectations. EdFranklin.NoLimits at gmail.com. Hit me up. Share this, please. And we're out. Have a great weekend.